Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Some of you may have heard about Assembly Bill 2188. This is a bill that was passed by the California legislature and submitted to Governor Newsom a few weeks ago. He recently signed it, and it is a really big deal. It is effective, this new law, on January 1, 2024. So most new laws, as you know, are effective January 1 of the next year here in California. But this new law, AB 2188, is actually going to be effective January 1 of 2024. Now, why is that? Well, the legislature realized that employers were going to need a bit of time to comply with the new provision. So let me tell you what's going on. What AB 2188 does is limit employers' ability to take employment action against individuals because of their cannabis use, all right? So as you know, California is one of the states in the country that has legalized marijuana, right? So there's recreational marijuana, there's also medicinal marijuana. Our laws before AB 2188, through the court decisions we have had, have been pretty specific in terms of giving employers the right to say, look, if you test positive, for example, on a drug test for marijuana, even if it's because it's been in your hair for 90 days, you haven't used it 90 days, but it still shows up in a hair sample or a blood sample, you have the right to terminate or not to hire that individual. There's a case called Raging Wire, the Raging Wire decision that my former partner, Greg Valenza, litigated. And it's a ve- it was a very important case in terms of the rights of employers to keep people who were using pot out of the workplace. So why did we need AB 2188? Here's what happened. Once we legalized marijuana, both recreationally and for medicinal purposes. Then the question became, well, wait a minute, how is it fair that just because my hair shows that I smoked pot sometime in the last two months, that I shouldn't get a job? It's not like that with alcohol, right? Nobody's testing my liver functions impaired. If I do a breathalyzer and I'm not under the influence, then it's assumed that I'm fine, right? I'm not violating any policy. I could have had a huge bender over the weekend, but if I show up on Monday and I I don't have any impairment from the alcohol, then I'm fine. That's the same rule that AB 2188 has adopted for marijuana or cannabis. So the idea is when the new law becomes effective about 15 months from now, employers are going to have to figure out if employees are impaired or applicants are impaired by cannabis. Can they do their job after, for example, smoking marijuana or eating some sort of uh, pot snack, right? Um, Some sort of an edible. So why did we need 2188? Because here's the deal. Just because somebody has what's called a metabolite, a cannabis metabolite in their urine or in their hair, that doesn't mean they are impaired by cannabis or pot or marijuana, right? What happens with pot 
is the THC, those molecules that make up cannabis, as they break down, they release these things called metabolites. And the metabolites don't reflect in any way that somebody is impaired by marijuana. It simply is a byproduct of the THC. And the thing is, when you do a test for the marijuana or cannabis use, there's really no way to tell from those tests if the person's brain function is impaired. There are some industries where employers are still going to be able to test for those metabolites like construction and certain positions where there's a, an oversight that is required by federal law. What we're expecting is that the new tests for marijuana are going to shift towards saliva tests. And that's going to pick up THC that's been ingested in the past 24 to 36 hours. That's a much narrower detection window, of course, than a urine test, which could show these metabolites for several weeks. So the reason the legislature had this law become effective January 1 of 2024 is that these drug testing companies need time to develop tools that will shrink that window of how to determine if somebody is under the influence or impaired by marijuana. Now, I got to tell you, I feel like this is a huge mess because what it does is the new law amends the California Fair Employment and Housing Act, and it puts cannabis or pot users in the same category as other protected individuals who are protected on the basis of their race or their color or their sex or their national origin. It actually prevents discrimination on the basis of cannabis use, just the way it prohibits discrimination on the basis of one of those other protected categories. And it gives somebody who smokes pot the same remedy as someone who's been the victim of racial harassment, for example. Now, what's interesting about this is that California was actually the first state to legalize medical marijuana. That was in 1996. And then 20 years later, we approved recreational marijuana. There really haven't been any further developments to help employers figure out, okay, how do we determine if somebody is under the influence? Now, the law says that we still get to have a drug-free and alcohol-free workplace. So that's clear. We still need to know that as an employer, we get to tell applicants and employees that they are not going to be able to use pot at work or be under the influence of pot at work. Now, one of the things that's important to understand here, as I said earlier, the law will allow us to test for THC, which actually is an indication of recent use, right? THC is, has been found to cause what's called psychoactive effects. Metabolites are non-psychoactive. They don't actually create any effects. So the idea is, look, we're going to go ahead and allow for testing that would test for THC, but not for anything else. And there's been a lot of discussion about this law in terms of, well, we need better testing methods, uh, maybe oral swabs or something that reliable in terms of reflecting recent use of cannabis. 
Now, it's going to be interesting what employers are going to end up doing about all of this, because some employers, I, I think they've already done this, are just going to decide not to test for marijuana or not to do drug tests at all. Now, in certain industries, of course, it's very, very important that they do testing. You don't want somebody driving a bus, right, who wasn't tested for drug use and then ends up getting in a horrible accident and taking the passengers with them. So there are definitely industries where this is important. But the point of AB 2188 is that we cannot fire an employee or refuse to hire an applicant because of off the clock marijuana use, right? It's gotta be something that where we can tell somebody used on their lunch hour or somebody used on their rest break or somebody used driving into work. And that's the idea is there's gotta be some kind of a current impairment before we can actually take action. So it's gonna be really important for employers to revise their drunk screening requirements so that they can understand and explain to applicants that they're not screening for these non-psychoactive cannabis metabolites, the ones that don't reveal any impairment. Also, they're going to need to make clear to applicants that they are testing for THC and not for these non-psychoactive metabolites. So that's going to be important. Also, it if you're in a workplace where you do random drug screening, which is very rare, you can only do that is with employees who are in safety sensitive positions. And most positions are not really considered safety sensitive. I and mean, we're talking about law enforcement, driving a bus, that sort of thing. You're going to need to let them know what you are testing for. Remember that drug or alcohol testing can be invasive, right? So there's a privacy right there. Because of the right to privacy, we have to be sure that we let folks know what we're testing for. That helps diminish that expectation of privacy. And that diminished expectation of privacy is a concept that comes up in the law a lot. For example, if you're going to have access to your employees' computers, their work email accounts, you want to say, by the way, we reserve the right to look at your email accounts. Because once you tell them you're doing that, their reasonable expectation of privacy is significantly reduced. And they're not going to be able to argue to you that, oh, well, I had no idea you were going to look at these emails and you violated my privacy by doing that. So we always want to diminish the reasonable expectation of privacy. So bottom line with AB 2188 is you've got some time to get ready for it, but you do need to look at your drug testing protocols. You do need to look at your drug-free workplace policies. You do need to make sure that when you're talking about training folks, that you're training them on the right standard. We will talk about AB 2188 and all of these new laws that are going to be effective either January 1 of 2023 or January 1 of 2024 at our annual legal update. I believe this is our 25th annual legal update. We've been doing this for a quarter of a century, which I can hardly believe. We do it very practically we let you know exactly what the rules are and what changes you need to make in your workplace to comply with them. So you can go to our website to sign up for the legal update if you're interested. We have several different sessions. The bottom line is you've got to be on top of these developments. You've got to find a way to stay on top of things, 
Make sure your policies and procedures are changing. Of course, this alone is going to mean a new employee handbook for 2024, and there will be other laws that will require it as well. So most of the time, you're going to need to do an employee handbook every year. I know this has been such an uplifting episode. I've given you so much to do, and I'm sorry about that. But I want to make sure you all are aware of these changes and enough time to do what you need to do to be in compliance. Thank you all so much for joining me here today. I'll see you again soon. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.